Now it's time for Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio podcast, show 94. Today's show is brought to you by Candace. Candace Hunter Creations, your family herbalist, helping you create a natural, healthy life. And Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free, integrated health clinic, proving by example that healthcare is a human right. And Hunter Creation, where they do graphic design and website design. Anything you can think of, they can put it on a card, a brochure, or a banner. Visit them at huntercreation.com. Also, spot to you by the Practical Herbalist and the Herbal Nerd Society. So, some events that we're going to be at this uh, coming uh, month or two, guys. Sue, you're going to be somewhere? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be several different places. Oh, uh, even more now. Yes, even more now. Yeah, there's uh, one that is this coming weekend of, as of our current recording, which is our second annual local celebration of International Herb Day. So International Herb Day is May 6th, and this will be out in the Central Grange in Benita, Oregon. And look for it's a event that will be sponsoring Occupy Medical and look for this Next year, it's getting bigger and bigger. It was far more popular than the original uh, folks that were putting it together thought last year. And so they realized they needed to move to somewhere larger because <laughs> people were just all over it. Nice. Now, how can you say no to plants in spring? I know, right? It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. You also yeah. had one coming up at Mount Pisgah. Yeah, the, wild, the Wildflower Festival is coming up as well. And um, it's in May. Is it's in May. Like May twenty second, twenty first. It's a Sunday, right? Yeah, there's. It's a Sunday, and that's both Anna Bradley, who has been one of our guests here, and myself will be leading wildflower walks. And it's a beautiful space. They have this giant place that's just full of table after table after table of wildflowers, and then there's. You know, you can buy plants for your garden. There's yeah. music and there's just, a, it's a it's family family. Yeah, it's, it's always lovely. lovely it's a there. great day out in the meadow. It'd be mm-hmm. fun. Anna is actually one of our top podcasts. Yes. Did you know that? She's no, our, I didn't. one of our current top listeners. Yeah. yeah, she's one of the top. Ancestral Herbalism has been the top five of our all time podcasts. Oh, Ancestral Herbalism know. is so hot right now. It's so hot, so hot right now. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, she's really good at what she does, hands on people. Is. And she, she uh, was just out in the, in the wilderness this last week celebrating her anniversary and her birthday. So happy Aww, birthday. Happy on, birthday. Uh, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other big thing to think about is joining the Herbal Nurse Society. You know, for well, only hey. 17 cents a day. What, something else? Yeah, I've got a talk. Wow, geez, Sue had so much. I'm sorry. Yeah, I heard it the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll hold <laughs> off. Maybe we'll have a better segue. So go ahead, Candice. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be at Whole Foods Co-op on Sunday, Saturday, the 13th of May. I'm going to be working with a group, a meetup group called Inspiring Healthy Living, and we're going to be talking about herbal iced teas. Nice. So we'll be talking about the best herbs to use in your herbal iced teas for the summer and how to make them super easy. Like things in the mint family. Yes, like things in the mint family. Hey, Don't give away too much. Okay. <laughs> aren't you Aren't you going to be somewhere this weekend? Oh, like this won't be out by then. That was oh, last weekend. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So, hey, everyone, think about joining the Herbal Nerd Society for 17 cents a day. That's all it costs. You know, that's, that's, what do you, what can you buy for 17 cents a day? That is dirt cheap. That's, I mean, cheaper you can barely dirt. park your car in a meter for 17 cents a day for 10 minutes. For an hour. 
for even 10 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Five minutes. So what do you get with yeah. that? You, you get a, a website with no ads on it. Yeah. Zero ads. You'll see zero, zero ads. Yeah. Unless we promote something for the practical herbalist specifically that's important, that we feel is important to you, right. the herbal nerd member. It's right. but Part not the thing. Right. And you get uh, special content. Yes. You get special content written by Sue and Candace that only society members get. Mm-hmm. And also you get access to all of the past podcasts that you can listen to on the website. Or if you choose to download them to your computer for posterity, you can. Right. So you get access to all of those. And right now that list is at 72 podcasts. Ooh, yeah. That's a nice, good nice size list. And yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, that's almost... We can store so much on iTunes at one time. So right. So this is yeah. a way of get, letting people see our archives. Right. And yeah. it's a way of, you know, and uh, it's an incentive to have people, you know, be part of that. And, well, just uh, because shows are old doesn't mean they're bad. Anxiety for Herbs for Anxiety is a big, big one. That right. And that's, that one. that's the number two top rated podcast yeah. is Herbs for Anxiety. What's number one? Um. Number one was, oh, Anna, um, no, uh, Maria Groves. Maria no, Oh, yeah, Groves. right. She was the number one. And what separated those two podcasts right now, when I looked at them yesterday, was eight listens. Yeah. Oh, my god! So they're really just neck and neck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Cool. So speaking of podcasts, make sure to go to iTunes and write a review. That, that does more us than anything else about getting people to subscribe to our podcast. Yes, honestly, please, please, please do write reviews because I include, I love to include things from our community in mm-hmm. the newsletter each week. And right now I have stuff for Instagram because people are active on Instagram, but I'm not getting a lot of good quotes. And I'd love to be adding people's quotes from iTunes reviews or Amazon reviews would be awesome. Right. Make it more of a conversation. Yeah. Well, and I just, I'd love to share more. I'd love to share more of what you guys are doing. Right. Everybody has their own soapbox. Let's hear from theirs too. Yeah. Especially when their soapbox is about how great we are. Handmade soap. I love handmade soap about how great we are. <laughs> Sue, how many people like us on Facebook? Almost 3,000. 3,000. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty awesome. That's no, yeah. that's not, you know, Kim Kardashian numbers, but that's boy, okay. that's pretty good for yeah. our herbal bunch of herbal hicks out here in Eugene's. <laughs> right. yeah. And people do a great job of sharing that too. And whenever they share stuff from our our page that helps bring more people in so they have an opportunity to see what yeah. we're doing and yeah i love it when people share that's so cool yeah we're just bringing more practical information to the community at large and we try to make it very user-friendly but again that means we need to, to make sure it's user-friendly in order to take that pulse of the community we need to feel the heat we need yeah. to feel the, the beat of it and if we get a strong you know thread there that we that we see start happening you know that's that's fodder for a for a podcast or mm-hmm. an article or something so that can be part of that generator generated user generated content that um, makes it timely, makes it to us valuable. Yeah. So let's just know what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, the other thing is on Instagram, uh, share your pictures at the hashtag um, the Practical Herbalist, and uh, we might be uh, featuring that in one of our email newsletters. Mm-hmm. We try to put one of those in once a week, 
And it's nice to have to see the community going there and seeing a, a wall of photos That's now so cool. instead of yeah. just the one or two when we first started it. So yeah, well, nice and, and when it was like like the first 20 were all mine, I'm like, you guys, come right. on. You're a good role modeling. Yeah, now, like, I think the most recent one I looked on there, and I don't know if I even saw mine in the top, any of my photos in the top, even though I still post to it. But there was, you know, we've got some good some good folks adding some cool photos. Yeah. There's one from Sweden. I so want to learn, oh. figure out what that. It was all in Swedish, so I didn't understand, but I could recognize the herbs. So mm-hmm. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody's wedding. It's very cool. Another one we've got to really pay attention to this week. If you're going to be getting over to the Practical Herbalist, you'll be seeing a new ad we've got up. What's that? That's for the Herb Fairies book. Herb Fairies Herb is cute. Fairies. Isn't that fun? Yes. It's awesome. We get to be able, any, anyone who clicks on our link, uh-huh. you'll get to go over to the Learning Herb site through our link, and then you can download a free copy of book one. Oh. Yeah. It's a, kind of exciting. It'll be perfect timing just in time for Mother's Day. That's very cute. So it, what's the name of the first one? Is that the Stellaria one? Yeah. Stellaria's Big Fine. Oh, that sounds super cute. It'd be fun. Oh. It'd be fun. And everybody should know that we are um, affiliate partners with Learning Herbs. So anytime you use our link to go do anything with them like that, mm-hmm. we get a little bit of credit for it. Friends helping friends. Yes. So that is one of the ways that we find to make some cash come in, help to support the Practical Herbalist and Real Herbalism Radio. Nice. Yeah. So y'all want to get on over there. With Mother's Day almost upon us and Father's Day plus barbecue season right around the corner, we've been thinking a lot about the importance of family. Large or small, families often share a set of common themes or ideals expressed in their physicality and way of being. Plant families are just like our human families. Today, we're getting to know the mint family and how its many varied members can play a vital role in our own family health and well-being. Now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. I love mint. It's my yes. favorite. It's your favorite. We're finally uh, doing one. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I have what three or four different varieties of mint in the yard alone, uh-huh. and I just plant yeah. them and let them do their thing. Nice. I, I love yeah. mint, it's and I think I got one of them from you. Yeah, oh, you've too. got well, more than three or four. You have chocolate mint. You have apple mint. You have peppermint. Yeah. You apple have spearmint. You have mojito mint. Oh, mojito mint. And you have lemon. I balls. think the chickens dug it up though. Oh, it's it's the mint specifically for the mojito. Yeah. Oh, okay. potent. See if you can so grab good. some of them roots. Roots. Like Put them in a them. in a little container. Save it. I'll Put have to it. find Just, it. We'll Put they... it in another spot somewhere else in the yard. Front yard. Mm-hmm. Front yeah. yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mint is taking over. Yes. Well, it's okay. Yeah, it's a I very like it. successful family, and and as we can see, it's got over seven thousand different species. Yes, it is. It is shockingly huge. Yep. And yeah. the um. Well, it it just it does what it does so well. Yes, I mean, there's the common ones, like all the ones I just added off or rounded off mentioned. I think there's a lot of things that people don't understand are in the mint family when they look at it. A lot of people just think the mints, like we were just talking about, peppermint, spearmint, right? You know, maybe they think of pennyroyal, but right, they don't really think beyond the obvious ones. Yeah, but the basil's those are in the mint family and. A whorehound and skullcap and the sages, the sages, um, motherwort, lavender, 
uh, holy basil. Pretty much most of the, the what we think of as the Mediterranean herbs, right. basil, oregano, thyme, all mm-hmm. of those guys are mint family. Right. And we're talking about those low-growing ones right now, but there are bigger ones. There's yeah. uh, Vitex. There's yeah. shrubs that are mint family shrubs. There's a couple of vines that are mint family vines. And then the teak tree, you know, your teak wood, the aromatic teak wood. Teak, what everybody has for their furniture on their back patio. Right. It's a very common patio furniture. Yeah. So that's that's in the mint family. No way. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Surprisingly, yes. And actually, I was trying, I was thinking about, you know, there's some common actions that the mint family have. And I was thinking, how is it that teak fits into that? And I realized... Part of why teak is a really good furniture you know, for the patio furniture and for outdoor furniture is because it's oily, but also because it's strongly antimicrobial. Oh, I mean, I right. Don't know. So it doesn't rot yeah, the antifungal. Yeah, if it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't succumb to fungus or bugs of any sort. Right. So there you go. Antimicrobial is one of the common themes of the mint family. Yeah. Well, it's a um, another tropical. Mm-hmm. The tropical tree. So it's got beautiful, it does have beautiful wood in it, and it's lovely smelling too. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of the things that really distinguishes most of these mint family relatives is their aromatic. They, and we know a lot of people when they are looking at their their uh, mint family relatives, it's got a square stem. Not all of them do, but most of them most have of them a square do, yeah. stem. And then the opposite leaves, and their petals are united. 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 Yes. What does that mean exactly? You've got uh, two petals above and then three down below, and they have this a little um, runway for the hummingbirds and for the butterflies to go down and and eat (laughs) the the nectar. So when you look at that very distinctive flower, it's got uh, the petals are are kind of they grow together. So this is like the bees and the hummingbirds got together at the beginning of time and said, "Let us design a plant family just for us." Right. Or the plant <laughs> family says, "Let's design some pollinators just for us. Let's get some tongue action yeah. going there. Some big old." <laughs> oh, that was a little bit. Oh, take it how you like. But <laughs> a little fertile. They have a they have these cool little lip looking flowers and. If you look at a skull cap, you know, the, that beautiful color. Oh, that, yeah. And then the top part is just a little narrower than the bottom part. Mm-hmm. But it would be a great place for a little butterfly to sit on and then yeah. lick up all the nectar. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it also, the flowers are in whorls, either at the leaf base or at the ends of the stalks. And even in the monardia, which is in the mint family, like bee balm, for example, there's different types of monardia. Some of them have the clusters, the whorls of the flowers along the stalk. Right. And there'll be a space and then mm-hmm. clusters. And then some of the some of them have it right at the top. Right. So yeah. just within that one genus, there's there's it your changes, variety yeah. right there. Yeah. And of course the smell, we talked about that. And then it's kind of neat the they when they make their seeds in the minute family, they have the seeds, they have uh their sepals, which is what the flower comes out of, has five little points, boink, boink, boink. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into the seed, and the seed has um, their hard little seeds. They're called mm-hmm. nutlets. Yes. Which nutlets. is adorable. It is adorable. And there's four of them. So, you know, you've got that square stem, and then it divides. 
So if you're trying to nutlets. imagine what these little nutlet seeds might look like, you can think of chia seeds. That's right. Thanks. Because surprisingly, chia seeds are in the mint family. Or I was really surprised when I read that. I'm like, oh, neat. yeah. Like now we think about what isn't in the mint family. So many right. things. Yeah, walnut trees not in the mint family. Walnut trees are not in the mint family. We so, are not in the know, mint family. There's that. Yes. Yeah. yes, even though we may have nutlets, my little nutlets on my children. Yeah, but they are they are very cool and and because they're so aromatic and they're so full of those volatile oils. They're really great medicine. Yes, they are. It's and it's yeah. easy to figure out what they're good for because they they react so well. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, lemon balm we've talked about that a lot. That's in there, the square stem, and then the volatile oil is the citral and the geranial, and that it's very reactive. You you smell it and it just ooh, yeah calms you right down. It's a great nervine. Yep, that's a nervine, which is nervines is one of the properties that is common to many of the mint families. Mm-hmm. So many of them are like lavender. It's a right. nervine that's very soothing and calming. You mm-hmm. want to take that before bed. Oh, oil again, yeah. But there are nervines like rosemary, which is also in the mint family, which is more stimulating. That's true. And yes. but it still it soothes the nerves, mm-hmm. but it helps keep your mind awake. So. It kind of it, like they they cover different the different ways yeah. of of, of uh, doing same, some of the same stuff. Yeah, skullcap is a nervine that helps your thoughts relax and calm mm-hmm. down. So when you have the racing mind, right. skullcap is a really good one for that. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Motherwort. Motherwort. Oh yes. yeah, that one's like great medicine. Yeah, that's very soothing, especially if you're really struggling with a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Anxiety and tightness in the chest, nervousness that yeah. collects there. That's like motherwort's perfect for that. Yeah, and motherwort is so weird looking. It's it got the square stem, but then it it's just that break where you got the stem and then these leaves and these teeny little flowers right there at the stem base, right. at the stem and leaf base, right there. That's where yeah. it goes. It looks bizarre it's like it kind of like really think out its floral array but it works it's, it's kind of like nettle isn't it in that way because nettle has their sleeves or their flowers at the, like, the little stems and they're really tiny it, it comes comes out yeah there's the whorehound I, oh the whorehound is yeah. really classic yeah. that way too and that's very aromatic <laughs> that one though is that one that one illustrates another one of those wonderful properties which is the clearing of the respiratory system that's horehound is a really good one for clearing the crud out of your lungs oh man is it ever yeah but yeah. it does not taste wonderful it's, no, it's horribly bitter yeah but the, a lot of things in the mint family are really great for the respiratory system the, mm-hmm. their expectorant or their antitussive and yeah. uh, time would be another one yeah you know what i've been taking this week what yeah, that time oximel that you made. <laughs> it's been working though. Hasn't it has it? been working. Yeah. It is not my favorite flavor, but it really works well. Yeah, I'm thinking I should probably make more of that actually. Stop that. Don't know. <laughs> it works. It does the job. It's, but it could be a little sweeter. Yeah. It could be a little sweeter. So I combined it with elderflower cordial. That's perfect for allergy season. Right. Actually, yeah. The big leaf maple was all blooming. Oh, yeah. And that knocks me. That one gets you. Yeah. Yeah. It goes right up my nose and takes my brain hostage. (laughs) So, yeah, there are several times in a staff meeting where I'm just sitting there, I'm still breathing. And I have that dull look on my face. (laughs) Like, oh, 
Like she was really reacting to this news. Like, no, I really oh. don't care. <laughs> there, was no, there was news. Oh, what? Yeah. what were you guys talking about? <laughs> but yeah, just in a completely different zone. Like, oh, blink, blink. Okay, blink. Here I go. Yeah, blink my puffy eyes. <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, time, and then when I would take some of it. Anybody that happened to see me, like, oh my god, what did you just do? Because my whole face travels to the front of my yeah, it was sour, it was good and sour, but it's it's much better with that elderflower. Yeah, so I imagine that vitalized. Yeah, Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, it made it a lot more palatable. That's that's for sure. Time going in there and doing its job, helping clear stuff, and also helping kill any microbials that are there. Yeah, definitely, and that's a good. antimicrobial like you just said antifungal yeah. like some people they only think of antimicrobial as antiviral and antibacterial but it's also antifungal yeah and that's pretty important that's that teak time is a yeah. nice yeah just like the teak time is a nice one for when you've got colds and flus coming on too yeah and sage it's another they make good teas yeah and the time i use that in the essential oil burner and the, my nebulizer when the family's dealing with illness whoa because it's a nice wide spectrum yeah, it is. It's know. a good, good broad spectrum. So that does. So you just put the the dry herb in there? No, the essential oil. In oh, the a few yeah. drops of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's yeah. like I to, use like one drop because that stuff's really potent. Right. I'm thinking about my eyes because man, yeah. that is hardcore on some of the tissues. Yeah. Do you combine it with something else? When I'm doing it in the nebulizer yeah. for like illness, yeah, I'll usually throw in maybe a little lavender or rosemary, depending on what time of day it is. Uh-huh. Um, I may or may not include tea tree oil. Again, it kind of depends. Right. And then I'll usually use something grounding, like maybe a cedar wood, because it just, it helps you to calm down. Mm-hmm. Or ginger. It's another one I'll sometimes use. Yeah. And then um, I'll often use a citrus, like an orange bergamot or a lemon, mm-hmm. because it's helps your spirits feel better if you feel oh. less un you're sick at least when you i'm sick feel i feel well. i feel sorry for myself right you know? so then i start to get depressed which makes it even worse so mm-hmm. a little bit of citrus can help pick up the pick up the spirits and keep me from getting depressed yeah yeah are you using lemons okay. or are you using orange or grapefruit or any of those any of them i mean i i personally tend toward bergamot or orange mm-hmm. um just because those are my favorites, but you know, I'll use whichever one I have. Yeah. Well, that's one of the really nice things about mint is it goes with just about everything. Mint does go with a lot. Yeah. And there's amazing. I mean, I, I use a lot of, actually I use a lot of essential oil of mint in mm-hmm. various formulas, particularly for dental health. I really like spearmint and sage for like mouthwash mm-hmm. as part of my mouthwash blend. Yeah. When I look at the list, the huge list of the mint family plants, I think, Boy, with the exception, I think hyssop. Hyssop is kind of a hard one to pair up with I, its taste. I've used it in tea a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown it indoors in my arrow garden, um, but it's kind of tall and it never really flowers happily. Mm-hmm. So I keep thinking I should put it outside and try it yeah. out there again because it's been a while. Yeah. It's been like a decade, I think, since I last grew hyssop outside. Yeah, give it a try. I mean, that's that's the fun thing about. What do you herbs. use hyssop for? Which one is that a digestive? Um, yeah, it can be a good digestive. It's also just really good for the lungs. It's good for 
So that would be a good one to have for your um, flu and cold teas and that sort of thing. Yeah, but it is a little bit sour to some people. They don't really like it. It can dominate. And I think people like putting it in for the color, hyssop flowers, but it is you have to be careful with it. Yeah. It can pretty pretty much dominate. And when it gets I've noticed when it gets old, mm-hmm. it gets musky. Mm. That doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah. So I'm wondering about the and this will be something we'll have to find out, is I'm wondering about the shelf life of that particular volatile oil. Yeah. Probably. Some volatile oils they they got a long shelf life. Right. No. Yeah, some of them not so much. Yeah, I know with lavender I have some lavender that is really old, and I have kept it from this light, and I have kept yeah. it contained. You know, it's not yeah, you've done everything there. right. Yeah, it's still it's getting gray, but I still open that up and shake around a little bit. I still it smell smells lavender. Strong. Yeah, yeah, but not yeah. so much with the lemon balm. No, not so much. You know, you it it gets yeah. a little over a year, and then it, it you know it's done. Yeah, you know, it has given up the ghost. Yeah. It will not survive a mummying experience. Yeah. So sage is another one that really seems to. That holds really long. Yeah. Really well. So I kind of wonder if some of those volatile oils, they just, are they just letting go of the leaf or is it the volatile oils themselves that have a shorter shelf life? Do they start to, to turn into, does oxidization happen faster in some of them? It would make sense that it would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there are essential oils that you should buy in really small quantities. Right. And use up quickly because they will oxidize. Oh, like what kind of ones are you thinking of that are short? Some of the more expensive ones like Heliochrysum is oh. one that you kind of don't really want to buy. I mean, it's expensive anyway. but That one just rolls right off your tongue and I can't and even yet. It's also called Immortal or Everlasting. It's oh. A similar, it's in the same family as Yarrow. And it's got some similar properties. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's when you're using it, like in terms of like emotional healing, uh-huh. it, it digs deeper. You know, yarrow helps heal deep wounds, but heliochrysum heals, those help heal the seemingly bottomless wounds, oh, you know, really, wow. really intense stuff. So that's a good example of something that doesn't have much of a shelf life. Yeah. Better not to, it's better to keep it. And most, for the most part, essential oils should be kept in, cool dark place mm-hmm. some people put them in the refrigerator mm-hmm. which is actually kind of wise and if you're going to do that put them on a shelf not on the door because you want them in a place where the temperature isn't going to be going up and down oh i didn't think about that mm-hmm. that's true every time yeah. you open up that refrigerator right yeah huh? the temperature goes up and down so yeah so, so you get put them in a little box clearly marked yeah and this is not ketchup or whatever yeah. right yep yeah, my dream is to have a spot in my where I do herbal consults to be able to have like a little mini fridge and keep, you know, keep mine all in there. Most people call but, that a beer fridge. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. My husband does. Yeah, beer yeah. fridges are great. <laughs> it, it's my favorite of all the fridges. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's the beer fridge. <laughs> Hunter Creation is a full-service graphic design studio. They offer design for print like business cards, brochures, and large-format banners. They also offer design for web, specializing in self-hosted WordPress sites, e-commerce, and single-splash pages. To top it all off, they can get just about anything printed for you at amazing prices, whether or not they do the design work. Visit their site at huntercreation.com for more information. 
Oh, digestive too. We should talk about the digestive qualities. Yeah, there's a lot of good digestive qualities. A lot of the Mediterranean herbs that people are using in cooking, thyme, mm-hmm. oregano, basil, sage, those are all they're great good digestive. Yeah, just yeah. the mint, all mint of, of mintly mintness. Oh yeah. You know, peppermint and and the standard boring old mints that people think of, the toothpaste mm-hmm. tasting one, spearmint. Mm-hmm. You know, that one's very there it is. It's really good for your digestion. I, yeah. When my kids were little, that was an easy one for them. Yeah. So we had it growing right out the window, and my daughter and son came by and had the little neighbor kid that had eaten too much birthday cake. Uh, and so she was a mint. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, look, look at this." And I was kind of watching, like, "What are you telling him to put in his mouth? Are we killing uh. neighbors? What are we doing?" But no, she was right. This will help your tummy feel better. And, he chewed on it and it was cool. That's Good. how I discovered it, really, is yeah. more not just the plant, but um, the other altoids. I used to always carry altoids oh, right. with me. Always. We had my mom, we were visiting my mom one time, probably 15 or years or so, years mm-hmm. or so ago. And he ran out of altoids and we'd had a big, delicious dinner and we were just getting ready to drive home and we had a 45 minute drive and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to make it. And my mom just like yeah. snatched up a handful of peppermint and said, well, here. And she she told me, she's like, I don't even know why I did that. I just <laughs> seemed like the thing to do. So I did. She's mm-hmm. She does some things with herbs, but she's not really like focused on medicinal use. Right. So she handed it to him and he's like, uh, thanks. <laughs> we got in the car and he's driving and I'm like, just try some. And he started eating it. Mm-hmm. He pretty much like consumed a handful by the time we got home. But yeah. Got him home. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. good. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. It has a great – well, I think that if I was – at no knowledge of ARBS, the mm-hmm. mint family would be such an easy one to figure out how to use medicinally. Yes. Because it just – it's so reactive. Yeah. Like that would be the good starting place. Some of the other things like ashwagandha or something like that, <laughs> like – what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> Even ginseng, what are you supposed to be doing with this one? But that yeah. has, it It starts at your nose. You don't have right. to stick in your mouth. And it's fairly universal in that the mint family covers an awful lot of the things that we commonly run into. Right, that's true. Mm-hmm. You talk about something like ashwagandha and that starts to get into, there's specific people that kind of need that. Mm-hmm. That's not everybody. Right. But everybody runs into digestive issues once sure. in a while, yeah. you know, yeah. or a cold or a flu. Right. <laughs> so right. mid family handles everything. Yeah. And you have to deal with microbes all the time Yeah, and, and fending yourself off from that. It's just easy peasy. So it's a, just, the, I think that's the volatile oils. I think that's what our big hint is. Yeah. Yep. And it's, you know, they're not making it for us. They're making it for them. Right. It attracts yeah. the pollinators and, and the antimicrobial properties protect them too. Yeah. So Exactly. So that is an important thing. Um, the other thing we haven't talked about a little bit is it's uh, many of these mints are also diaphoretic. Diaphoretic. Diaphoretic, yeah. Which means? Which means that it helps uh, raise your body temperature to help break that fever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're anti-fever. Yeah, and that's and it it's pulling your body temperature up and and cooking off those viruses. Yeah, so, so it's part of the antimicrobial your, action, right. actually. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's interesting because you've got a pretty big pretty big difference in there. Some of these plants cool you down, and some of them are cooking you up. Yeah, that is a 
That is true. There I'm was just like scanning down my list of the more common names that we work with or that I work with regularly thinking, yeah, there's actually quite a range there mm -hmm. of ones that are heating and ones that are cooling. Yeah. Have you used oregano or marjoram before medicinally? I don't, although occasionally I'll add oregano if I'm making a flu or cold tea in the fall, especially I'll be likely to use it there. It's heating. Yeah. My family tends to be run hot. We have a lot of pitta, uh -huh. <laughs> a lot of fire over here, a little bit of drama, but lots of fire. Right. So we so you all need tend the to, opposite. Yeah, we all tend to run warm. So you know, yes, I have chili peppers a lot, right. probably more than I should. That raises so I, oregano is one that doesn't always make the cut, but mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. I, but it's still. I mean, I use it in cooking a lot. Right. You know, we right. Use, use it's got that the flavor of it. Yeah. Again, the volatile oil is really nice. And when you're cooking with these plants, because of the volatile oils, aren't you supposed to be using that at the end? Yeah. Yes. In fact, basil especially is one that when you're adding basil to soup, stew, whatever, mm -hmm. you do it in the last five minutes. You don't want to do it any sooner than that because your basil is going to, you'll lose all the smell. Right. You, know, you can do things like sage is one that you can do earlier. You can like roast or cook for a longer time with sage in it. Rosemary stands up to that. Mm -hmm. But the leafier and lighter the leaves are, like lighter weight, lighter right. feel the leaves are, the less tough they are the later in the cooking you want to put them in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you put, if you're roasting something, do you put the leaves at the top or you're mixing in or you put it at the bottom? For the most part, I would usually put them more in. So if I'm roasting roots, for instance, mm -hmm. I'll mix the, I'll use, I might use sage. I might use thyme works mm -hmm. really well in there. I might use rosemary and I'll, I'll mix them in. If I'm doing like roasted trout, pan fried trout, I'll put the sage inside the trout mm -hmm. rather than on the outside. So it's more infusing it. Yeah. Um, if I'm doing a like a beef roast or a lamb roast or something like that, I'll put it, I'll usually break it up and put it across the whole thing mm -hmm. so that it's covering the surface. I'm not likely to put it inside um, like I would the garlic, mm -hmm. you know, because you cut slits and stick the garlic into the meat. And I do not know that. Yes, that okay. is one of the so, ways. And it, so, what it is a vegetarian how to do this? Yes. <laughs> so, but that will that will give you a roasted garlic flavor infused into the meat. But the garlic cloves themselves will come out like roasted garlic. So it travels through the whole all the meat in the areas that it's in. It travels through well. You do enough of them in the whole. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it, does it matter the type of meat you got? Like pork. If it has more fat, it'll it'll travel better. Or I have not fat. experimented with it to see. Um, I usually do it with lamb, uh -huh. and I usually do maybe three or four cloves per pound, mm -hmm. roughly. So, I mean, I use a significant number of them, but lamb is a strong flavored meat. At least you know it often is. So. Right. Um, I imagine if I was doing it with chicken or with pork, I'd probably start off with something lighter with a fewer, smaller number mm -hmm. and see. Right. Yeah. yeah Cause I know I'd, I'm of course just usually doing vegetables, but right. like the root vegetables getting something in there. Yeah. I, I, mm -hmm. it's all a matter of how I'm cutting it. Yeah. I usually cut them up pretty fine, finely chop and then add them to like a oil, like right. a olive oil 
And then toss the roasted roots or the roots with that and then put them in to roast. Yep. It's all about osmosis, people. Mm-hmm. It's all about osmosis. Well, I am very happy to have the mint family in our life. Yes, me too. It's a wonderful healer. And uh, for those of you out there listening, take a look for our mint family that you may not necessarily recognized um bugle weed or different things like that look for the flower um look for the square stem um don't assume that just because it doesn't have a square stem it's not a mint family but just check it out look listen look for the smell Mm -hmm. most of them are aromatic and then the little the little pieces that we are talking about and i would invite listeners to send in pictures of your favorite mint family. Yeah, that would be fun. Even if you don't fun. know what the heck it is, just say, this mm-hmm. looks like it belongs to the mint family. Yeah, where do you, where do you want fun. them to do that? They can send, send that to Facebook. Yeah, right. put cool. it on the Facebook, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see. Maybe people could help other people identify it, but don't just send us a blurry picture. Well, that is also, not fair. I do also want to mention some of the mint family's poisonous, so do be careful. Like, right. for instance, Penny Royal. Not mm-hmm. good to consume that. Please don't. Yeah, not it's, in large quantities. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it can actually kill you. Yeah. Even in relatively small quantities. It and the essential oil bleeding. Yes, and the essential oil should not be used internally ever. Right. It can be used in like anti-flea. Right. In a you know, and, you yeah. know, in blends, but just be careful with that. Yeah. And there are others that are like the coleus. Um, plants mm-hmm. that you can find at the nursery. I don't think those are edible. So okay. you know, don't assume it's yeah. Good don't for assume you just because it's in the mint family that you can eat it. Right. So do That's your research true. first. Right. But perfectly okay to take the pictures. The picture, good awesome. picture. Give us some hints. Like oh, I found this in a boggy place in Wisconsin, or this was whatever. Like give at least mm-hmm. give us an idea. This was a tree. This was a shrub. This was this tall. These plants were growing near it, so we can help puzzle it out if it's not something that you're sure what it is exactly yeah. and if not then it, i think it's fun just to have that conversation as yes. people are trying to puzzle it out yes to yeah. the practical bot- botanist that's right that's right it's a quest <laughs> it's the new quest yeah. the statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the united states food and drug administration fda they're not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent disease all information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.